Welcome to the Evening Booze Hour. Episode 147. Welcome to the last dance. We've made yeah. it. <laughs> we made <laughs> um, Things are going to happen. We have announcements. Um, big news. Big news. Personal news. <laughs> yes. I think we should keep that like a little teaser. Um, yep. Because I just wanted to apologize for last week, I just felt like I was so not like in. Okay, so Liz knows this, but I didn't share it on the podcast. But we rearranged my bedroom mm-hmm. last week, right? Like the day we recorded. And I don't know if you've ever rearranged your bedroom or a living room or whatever, any living space. Okay, but particularly the bedroom, our bed is like in a totally different direction um and last week it was just the first day that it was happening and I record in the bedroom and I was like what is happening like I couldn't concentrate so I apologize (laughs) I couldn't be in the moment but like seriously no it is like a shift like I mean I remember okay it was really popular I think like when you were in middle school to rearrange your bedroom you know, like, I don't know if I, I just like knew a lot of people did it. I did it. You know, I think you just like get bored easily. It's something to do, but like, so like, did you actually like move like your bed to a completely different wall and like big stuff? Okay. Tell us what you did. So our heads were North facing, which of course we started looking into Feng Shui because I was going to ask. and, And I were like, like, I felt like a new person. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, the entire energy of everything shifted. And I'm not like, I'm interested in that kind of stuff, but I'm not like so into like which way like I should face or whatever. Like whatever, if that's how our shit fits in the room, then that's how, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how we're going to live. But so um, anyway, so we changed from North facing to West facing, which I like because the sun comes up like right at you, which a lot of people don't like to have the sun like in their face in the morning if they want to like sleep in or whatever. But it just feels like you're greeting like the day. It just like, and I, I can't, like, totally I've never agree. been into that. I've no. never been into that. I just we keep our, we keep our blinds kind of halfway up because mm-hmm. also there's a fan in our window. But so we get that light. So yes, yep. like if you want to sleep in, just like close the blinds more. But I love just like waking up. It's like almost before my alarm, very like softly, naturally with like the sun, you know, and it's so nice. I really like it. Yeah, I used to be like, oh my God, like blackout curtains. But no, now I'm like, I like to wake up more naturally. And especially now, of course, I can do that because like I don't have babies anymore and our kids sleep. Like if they wake up, they can entertain mm-hmm. themselves like they like they're good to go um but so like I can sleep in or I can just wake up with the natural light I love it so um okay. that was the main the main difference but it just made so much more free space um oh, which, right. because we weren't planning on living here for as long as we've been and we've been like really lucky with this place it's like so the cheapest place you could ever imagine it's really nice in a nice neighborhood like it's just what we need it's nothing crazy Mm -hmm. but it's not like 
right. super happy. So it's like, we're finally, after like almost two years, like, okay, let's like make this how we actually want it. And if right. we leave in a month, then whatever. But like, we need yeah. to start let's making live this, in like, it. Home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So um, I just feel like that whole new, like, refreshing energy. And I know that, like, super coincidentally, you have been kind of dabbling in the, I guess, just like, not even self care, but just like, taking a moment, taking a breath, readjusting what we need to readjust, like, just taking a moment, I guess you could say. Reflecting. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Like, That's why you could say in one word, <laughs> reflecting. <laughs> These are my Here. reflections. Isn't that an R. Kelly song? Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> not cool. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, so I've been, yes, it's very funny that we are kind of I'm very into the energy woo-woo stuff. Like, there's nothing that I really practice, but, like, I like that kind of stuff. And um, Priscilla, the death doula, my friend who has been on before, you all know and love, uh, she has done this practice um, multiple times in our 10-plus-year friendship, probably. And uh, it's called The Artist's Way. It's a book. It's a 12-week course that is, like, a um, definitely, like, a self-care kind of journey but it helps you get in touch with your creativity and it helps you connect creativity to spirituality and I've never been a very spiritual religious person like ever but within the last few months I'd say every horoscope I have read has said something about like you need to like get in touch with spirituality and then I had my tarot cards read by my neighbor and there was a spirituality like kind of thing in there too so I had been like kind of looking for something, but just waiting for the right thing. And so the artist's way is help like um, you get in touch with your creative self and nurture your creative self to unblock your um, blocked yeah. mind. Yeah. I love so, that. Like, so many people at this time are just like, like if you're not a cre- like normally a creative person, like in your work and everything, you might be like, I want to like focus on my creative side now that I might have extra time or whatever but like people who are just creative are all of a sudden like what the fuck and it it makes a whole like mental block I feel like yeah there's so So, many things that can block you and like most people are blocked you know um but like it is a perfect time to do it right because it's a 12-week course there are things that you do like rituals um during that time so every morning you're supposed to do your morning pages where you just write um stream of consciousness like um longhand for three pages just to kind of like clear out your mind I I guess do that I think I need to do that because I although I'm not the best writer I do matter like I love writing and after I write something I feel so much more accomplished but see, the okay, so the artist way would tell you, well, who told you that you weren't a good writer, Kate? And then it would ask you to go back to that person sure. in elementary school, your teacher, who first told you something about your grammar or whatever, you know, and then tell that teacher, like, you know, just uh-huh. acknowledge your self-accomplishments <laughs> since then, like, shut that down, and so oh, you can I get past that. it. Yeah, it's, I mean, so there's a lot of things where I've done it, and I'm like, it's made me really appreciate um the positive 
people I've had in my life because it's been hard for me to think of like times I had criticism from criticism from like authority figures, you know, but then I'm like, well, there was this one time where it was just a little thing, you know, but why am I still thinking about it today? You know, and let me explore that further, you know, and so kind of getting in touch with yourself that way. The other thing you're supposed to do um, ritually every week is go on an artist date. Oh, and you don't show your morning pages to anybody. Like it's just between you. It's kind of just like a journal, you know, same with the artist date. You just go by yourself and do something that you've always wanted to do. You can go sit in the park and read. You can go to a museum. You can go roller skating. You can like just pick something just for you um, to help kind of release your creativity. And then there's a whole bunch of other activities that you um, do each week. And honestly, I have not done those other activities. I've just stuck with the um, morning pages mostly. But, you know, after talking with Priscilla, she's like, you'll get something out of it if you do even part of the whole kind of journey because 12 weeks is a big commitment you know so don't feel like you have to take it all on but like I still read the tasks and a lot of the times like the questions that it asks I just will write about in my morning pages if I'm like looking for something to write about you know um but yeah so and like people the only thing I was gonna say is people like Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote Eat Pray Love and Martin Scorsese have done the artist way but like you don't have to be a creative artist person this is all about like finding the creativity within you and like accepting that. Um, so like that might not be your profession or like you might not even have any hobbies or maybe you've just, you do have a hobby, but you've been too scared to share it with someone. Um, like it helps you get over that, you know? I love that. Well, and that is why basically we are here to say since we have totally shifted both of our <laughs> lives, I like not even purposefully, seriously like it's crazy how things work out so this is our last kind of real normal episode um I think we're planning on next week doing um kind of like our last episode we just were like we were so on the same page this is our last episode next week right just kidding (laughs) I'm just kidding Oh my god, I'm so confused now. Come on. No, this is more than I am. The podcast is evolving, right? Like, don't be mad at us, but we are growing and yeah. the podcast must grow too. This is a metamorphosis, okay? Absolutely. Like we can't we can't deny what's happening right now. So we are workshopping a new podcast. Yeah. Um that TBD we, yes TBD yeah. can't wait to kind of tell you guys what that is but um in the meantime we're like let's just kind of kill this and have one more episode next week if you guys want to send in like your favorite stories we did or any like your most memorable thing from listening whatever you want Whatever Goodbye, you want to send. Goodbye, voice memos. We'll play yeah. them. Um, you know, we'll edit them in and play them. Um, any stories that you want updates on, we'll try to find some updates. You know, I think um, it's just we love our baby evening booze hour, and we learn so much from it. We did it for almost three years every week, but oh. it is hard to have a weekly kind of current podcast, you know, and keep up with it. So it's time for a break. Time to rest, recharge, and like come up with a new fantastic idea that's just like more manageable for us and we hope you guys will like join us in our next journey
Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're evolving with us. Like, I can feel it. If I close my eyes, I can feel it. Um, so you guys are going to be more interested in it too. And, and I know like a lot of the current event type podcasts I listen to are like daily or like at least twice a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like by the time we like talk about things, it's like been a week or plus later, um, <laughs> you know, but so today, it's just like breaking news three days later. That's our tagline, <laughs> which it's, really true (laughs) yeah it is and whatever and we love it and we are still planning on talking about like crazy shit happening um but we're gonna figure it out we're workshopping things yep if you have any ideas or suggestions please um let us know what you kind of want to hear because god it's like every when we started this podcast not everybody had a podcast right i mean it was like almost everybody but not everybody yet no it was the beginning yeah yeah Yeah. so we're just like kind of like we need to now everybody has a fucking podcast so let's (laughs) just like reevaluate do what we want to do in this day and age um you know yeah so let you know we'll keep you posted we, we will keep you posted. So Patreons, we will, um, you know, find out a way to end your um, donation for now until, you know, we set up a new account um, if we choose to do that with our new podcast. And, you know, I think eventually the social media pages will kind of just be quiet for a while and we'll probably start new social media pages or change the handles or something like that. Um, I think we want to yeah. preserve Evening Booze Hour. So I think the episodes will still be there and like, you know, other stuff, and then we'll just start new and fresh, so we'll let you know, like, we'll announce it on the Evening Booze Hour account, so you can get the information about, like, the new thing. Yeah, I'm feeling this, and I feel like just everybody collectively, like, in quarantine right now, because a lot of places are, like, rolling back phases, and (laughs) we're, like, actually not ending anytime soon, Um, so I think it's just, like, this is the time to be <laughs> creative. To yeah. Start new. Start afresh. So a rebirth. We're taking on the challenge. Yes, the rebirth. <laughs> exactly. Um. So anyway, so that's our big news, and deal with it. Okay. Again, <laughs> <laughs> deal with it. Um. No, yeah. only good things are coming. So, um. But another thing I wanted to talk about which is kind of like timely because of the times, (laughs) which is why it would be timely, Um, is how everybody and their brother is renting an RV and going cross country. Oh, yep. That's like the most popular thing right now. (laughs) Yeah. So like taking the celeb world by storm, which it's like, I don't know. I, I just figured if you had like a ton of money, you would have like already thought of this awesome idea to like go on an RV and like go right. Like I feel like on every normal person's bucket list, it's like go cross country, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Like like that. Like it's happens. not a new idea, but like it's also not the most luxurious idea. You kind of have to rough it. Um. Yeah. So maybe now it's like. Now, when things aren't accessible or you don't feel comfortable going places, like, no, yeah. roughing it yeah. seems like a pretty good option. And, and, and it's, like, a novel idea for the mm-hmm. times, you know? Like, tell your kids, like, 
when we were like in quarantine. Yeah, we did the COVID RV cross country road trip. So um, a bunch of celebs are doing this. um, And I feel like we totally knew this was coming. And even (laughs) I had the idea of like taking our family and doing the whole Appalachian Trail. Uh Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not? Why not? Um, we got the time. Seize the day. Seize the day. Um, but stars such as Christina Aguilera going on an RV trip. Ugh. You have strong feelings about Xtina. She's just not my favorite person. She just doesn't seem like a very nice person. I think she's a great singer, but I don't know. <laughs> I saw this thing of that woman who was singing um fuck I don't remember the name of the song but singing one of her songs from Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. and it was like this old grandma singing the song and it was like hilarious and she did like a TikTok back to like the grandma's voice singing the song and she was um, like that's cute. so like that made me be like oh my god that's like hilarious. She is like one, of, but she's in that whole group of like Brittany, Jessica Simpson, Justin Timberlake. It's like yeah. that whole crew. I don't know. We're gonna get into some Brittany later, guys. I know we have some Brittany fans who listen. Yes, yes, free Brittany. <laughs> um. Okay. So but no, I have. I mean, like, there's no reason I really hate her. I just like that's just okay. my perception. Of her. <laughs> I. I totally feel that because there are some p- actors that I'm just like, I hate mm-hmm. them. <laughs> do I know why? No. Do mm-hmm. I hate everyday normal people? No. Why do I have <laughs> such a strong hatred of these people? I don't know. Maybe I need to look inward and figure out, ask myself, why do you hate Tom Cruise so much? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wait. I know. Oh, yeah, so wait. I um, okay, so other celebs doing this whole RV thing um, include Miranda Lambert, Kelly Osborne, and of course Haley and Justin Bieber, who were just spotted at Kanye West's ranch in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I care to share anything else about any of those other people? Miranda Lambert. I mean. I am not the biggest fan of Miranda Lambert either, uh, but you know she would she wouldn't do an RV. That's what I will say. <laughs> oh, oh, you are like waiting for the last episode to tell us what you really think. I love that. Love that for you. <laughs> um, I don't. I feel like yeah, in the Miranda Lambert. Um, what's his name? Blake. Blake Shelton saga. I'm team Blake. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I love, I love me some Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to deny their love. Okay. And he's funny. I think he's, he's funny. Really yeah. <laughs> Ever seen him on his show, whatever it's called. I don't even know. Hilarious. Him and Adam Levine. Come on. America's Banter. cutest. Banter. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Give them a podcast. Jesus. Um, yeah, so, anyway, apparently, 
people, there was a bunch of like Z-list celebs they mentioned. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. So I didn't include them. Um, but everybody's going out in the RV. Why not? Honestly. Why not? I mean, road trips are probably like the safest way to travel right now. Travel in that RV comfort. Um, go see nature. Go see the sights, you know, before it's all gone from global warming. So do it. Yeah. I say. Do but it. don't do it too much because then you're polluting the air with your big ass RV. So, you know, it's better than a private jet at least. But <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, okay. So. Travel if you must, whatever. Okay, moving on. I just wanted to give you a daily reminder that Martha Stewart is 78 years old. Go and peep her latest uh, Instagram selfie because she looks so good. She's 78. 78. 78. She looks it's insane. insane. It's insane. She's like yeah. popping up out of the pool, kind of smashed cushy fish yep got her little howdy face howdy face oh it's so it's so it's like the martha i love like this is yeah the martha stewart i love i don't like the uptight cardigan khaki pants wearing martha stewart no i martha stewart is thriving at 78 i'm sorry i like gives me your dog's best friend like Martha Stewart is living her best life right now. (laughs) Gives me actual hope for the future. (laughs) And I think, like, she may have always been this Martha Stewart, but, like, the one that they wanted her to portray on TV was, like, more for selling, you know, and marketing. And so now she's like, fuck it. I like to smoke weed with Snoop. (laughs) There must have been, like, a free Martha campaign. (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, she... I mean, come on. She can basically. She went to jail. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. I'm sorry. She didn't lose one fan. She gained Snoop Dogg. Okay. Yeah. From that whole thing. So I'm sorry. The woman is unbel- uh, unbelievable. She came out more relatable because she went yes. to jail. God love her. God love her. Um. Okay. And oh, so this is like kind of um a segue into basically I didn't have any other real hot topics I wanted to talk about. I mean, we all know the state of the world right now. Um, everything is shambles. And the but state of Kanye is changing like by the hour. So there's no I, point yeah. in like, reporting on it. Nope. You can't even discuss it. Um, so I was thinking in the meantime, while you're waiting for our new podcast, um, we have some things you can watch. Um, I know, I think, didn't Peacock just come out, NBC's? Yes. And apparently that is free. Anybody Mm -hmm. can, which is smart of them, because, of course, I'm sure in two months they're going to be like, oh, we're going to add this and pay, you know, $2.99 a month. And then, yeah, I think it's a limited time just because of, like, what's going on. But that's, that's, like, so smart because you get Mm -hmm. people hooked. Yeah. their customers for life. Um, so anyway, so most things I watch, I would say, are from Netflix. That's my, mm-hmm. I would say, my main streaming platform. Same. Okay. okay. So recently, I've been obsessed with, um, well, 
first I have to say the last dance because that <laughs> what inspired <laughs> this episode. Um, so the last dance was on ESPN, right? Uh, yes. Um, it came out yeah. like I don't know, like a month ago, maybe. I think longer than that. Wasn't it? Two months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago during the during the queue. Yeah. Uh, this they documentary released early because of the queue, I believe. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So basically it is following Michael Jordan it which I have no fucking interest. I can't explain to you enough how much I'm not interested in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> But because this docu-series was on and it was like all everybody was talking about was the Michael Jordan, the last dance. Oh, my God. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, what the hell? And then everything, you know, like, oh, my God, the 90s dream team. Da, 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 da. And like, I remember the whole hype, you know, Space Jam, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, whatever. I'm not like into the NBA. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Hook, line, and sinker. I can't get enough of this. I can't. I am the number one NBA 90s fan you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> oh, my God. Sports documentaries are the best, though. They will do that to you. They will capture your soul. Like, those are the best documentaries. Oh, I can't. It's like I'm watching it for the first time. It, it shows, like, the end of, like, a game from 1987. And I'm like, oh. Oh my God, I literally stood up like I couldn't ah! handle it. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what's gonna happen? Are they gonna win or are they gonna lose? It's down to the wire. I can't physically handle it. It has me all over the place. Well, so I would say I, basketball is probably like my favorite sport. <laughs> Says you're like sports correspondent. I don't really, I'm not that into sports either and don't watch them that much unless it's like, you know, big games, mm-hmm. whatever. But because it's, like, more fast-paced, you know? So, like, you're not just like, okay, run some yards, run here, stop, run here, stop. You know, it's, like, fluid. That's why I don't like basketball, because it's so fucking fast. Oh, I I see. I like that. I can't understand what's happening. Like, it's, Uh, I don't know who has the ball. Like, it's, like, by the time my slow-ass brain, like, understands what's happening, it's just, like, I can't. It's no, true. like the other ones like bore me. <laughs> Interesting. It's like, stop, well, stop. you know, I never played basketball like technically, so I don't know like the actual like what every position is, what each position mm-hmm. does. Yeah. So I think I think if I, I played it, I would be more aware of like what's happening. But anyway, don't mean to get too deep about this, but <laughs> highly recommend The Last Dance. It's on Netflix now, streaming. Um, I think there's ten episodes. Mm-hmm. I think we are on episode four or five. Um, but oh my god, I told my husband, I was like, we watched one episode, I was like, uh, I'm ready to stay up literally all night for the next nine hours to watch the rest of the <laughs> documentary. Like, I was all in, all in, so <laughs> highly recommend. Yeah, um, it's very well done, it's so good. So, the other thing on Netflix that I have been like obsessed with, of course, is Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Um, yeah, you I all know I love Zach. Um, yeah, Oof. I have not seen it, but um, our executive producer Julie 
um, was telling me about yeah. it. She's been watching it too. She also likes it. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I our neighbor across the street, she was like, oh, my God, I've been watching this docuseries. I was like, down to earth with Zac Efron. <laughs> She's like, yes. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good, right? She's like, yes. She's like building a green wall on her house. I mean, ah. okay. so he basically travels, like, all around the world um, with this, with his, like, bro surfer dude guy, um, Darren. And he's, like, older. And they're just, like, the most hilarious duo. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. At first, I was like, Ugh, these are, they're just like a couple of surfer bros. Like, mm-hmm. this is making me actually not like Zac Efron, mm-hmm. which is surprising because I love him. And I think it might have been like not even until the second or third episode that I was like, oh my God, I love these two. <laughs> like, I am obsessed even more. Um, so he travels around the world and basically just checks out, like, like he goes to Iceland and looks at all their, like, geothermal power, whatever, you know, like, they're it has, not... like, a lot to do with climate change, right? Yeah. Like, the show and, like, how to save the planet. Yeah, basically, just, like, different ways people are living that you can mm-hmm. completely do, like... It is possible. So instead of saying, like, the earth is dying and you need to do this, this, and this, like, it shows you actual, like, places where they're implementing these things and it's working. And it's like, why are we not all doing that? Like, it's right. it's really good. It's, it gives you at least a couple ideas of places to start because mm-hmm. not everybody can be like, oh, I'm going to go move to this commune in Costa Rica where you know, they grow all this amazing fruit and only eat from their land and that, that, you know, like that's just not what right. everybody can do. So it gives you ideas of, you know, more sustainable living, I guess. Um, awesome. And, but yeah. he goes around to different countries. So you get to see like the beautiful country yeah. too and the food. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like a new Anthony Bourdain, but not focus on cooking but like just exploring well, cultures do, and like the they other side. actually focus a lot on the food each well that's true i guess with they they go to a place that like ha- showcases the food of kind of the place and um that part i like but the guy he's with the darren i don't remember his last name he's like the creator of like superfoods, blah, 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 whatever. Like, he is a vegan superfood guy. Like, he okay. is the, the guy. So yeah. they go to different restaurants and stuff to show, like, this is what the locals here eat, what mm-hmm. you can sustainably make. Like, it's delicious, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, love it. Um, yeah. People are saying Zach Efron has... Yeah, oh, which, of course, oh, my God, he was, like, my... Still is, like, my number one. Um... <laughs> But they're saying, like, Zac Efron had a dad bod. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I'm sorry. It, show me all the dads you know. <laughs> it's like when... It's like saying... um, What's her name? That model who they say is, like, plus size or whatever. Like, it's like saying, you know, oh, she's so, like, plus size and curvaceous. And it's like... No, like there's way more plus size curvaceous yeah. women than that. Like, average. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So it's well, just like he's like a little. He doesn't have as like he's not as cut as he used to be. Like I think, but he's still like muscular yeah. and you know it's not it's more rounder edges than sharp edges. I'd say now <laughs> he's just like full on chest hair, full on facial hair. Like he's not on Baywatch anymore, ladies. So be prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to be in Hollywood. You know, I think he's like. I'm pretty sure he's in recovery. I think he went to rehab for drinking. Mm. So, you know, he's, like, probably just looks that way because he's, like, being healthy, too. Yeah. But he seems like, and he reveals, like, some kind of deep stuff. But it's, like, okay, it's easy to say, you know, coming from Hollywood or whatever. Which, of course, we all would think that of a celebrity because we're jealous. But, (laughs) you know. Um, But I say... That would be a good thing to binge watch. Um, uh, oh, the documentary. Oh, oh, it's breaking up. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, I thought you said it's breaking I I got, up. I got to check it out. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you do. Okay. So the other one is called Mucho Mucho Amor, which is the, I think it was just a, like a movie, like a documentary not docu-series, which everything is nowadays. Um, But it's about this guy from Puerto Rico, Walter Mercado, who was like the astrology guy. And it just basically gives his whole life story. And it is so bizarre and wild. (laughs) Like, you will be hooked from... like a Tiger King kind of new Tiger King. (laughs) Kind of, but like way more interesting. I mean... Mm-hmm. Pair, I mean, what were we all thinking about Tiger King? <laughs> that lit- did that or did that not come out at the absolute most perfect time in? I mean, the aliens must have released it. Like, there's no way anything more perfect could have been aligned for that to happen. Um, because they are it. So, um, this guy Walter Mercado, he was like the astrology, like, Latin American astrology guy. He was on, like, every Spanish-speaking channel on TV um, in the 80s and 90s. Um, And he had, like, this bad business deal because, of course, he's just, like, a personality. But his business guy, like, took advantage of him, basically, which led to, like, his downfall. But, of course, like, he still tried to live in this, you know, luxurious way, had way too much plastic surgery. I mean, it's like, yikes. Um, But you can't not love this guy. Like, you can't fall, not fall in love with him. So, it's interesting. So, if I have not even heard of this. Okay. If you're, oh, well, apparently, like, millennials now are obsessed with him. And people think it's funny because, they weren't even alive, like, when his show was on. So right. it's kind of just, like, a weird millennial thing. You know how they, like, oh, it's so retro and vintage. Right. Like, yeah. So <laughs> he started becoming super popular because Lin-Manuel Miranda um, tweeted he wanted to meet him in person. Like, oh, when he got famous from Hamilton. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So he wanted to meet him and Walter Mercado was like, okay. And then 
Lin-Manuel Miranda posted like a selfie of him with Walter Mercado on Twitter and it went like viral, like amongst his, like the Spanish speaking, like Latin America, whatever community right. were like, oh my God, is that Walter Mercado? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like people couldn't, <laughs> they hadn't seen him since they were children. They oh, grew up okay. like you're a mom. You're like, whatever, go watch like daytime TV with right. me. You're like I can't be bothered with you. So they've grown up with this guy and people were like losing their mind that Lin-Manuel Miranda, who blew up from Hamilton was posting with this guy and he's just a complete character. Um, and he oh became super, super duper famous. Watch the documentary. So it, it's like awesome. So wait, but yeah. then like, does he go away for a while? Obviously if people were surprised to see him yeah. when yeah. with Miranda, like so, he's been out of the spotlight for some time, I can assume without yeah. spoilers. Whenever that business, mm-hmm. whenever like that whole business thing went through, like, he lost like all his money, everything basically, and fell off the face of the earth, mm. kind of. Uh-huh. So when he resurfaced in that Lin Manuel Miranda thing, it was like, oh my God, what? Like we haven't seen this guy, blah blah blah. Mm. So I love it. Yeah, he fell off the face of the earth, but not off of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. Twitter brought him back. Um, so that one's good for if you're in the mood for something just like different. Okay. Um, and then I think, oh, did we want to talk about I'll Be Gone in the Dark on HBO? Yeah. HBO yeah. Max? That's something we've both been watching. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's about the, um, Golden State Killer or Eron's, um, which he was called before, but Michelle McNamara, who was like, um, super duper into true crime she had a true crime was it a blog or just like yeah. a website it was I a blog remember. i think okay. it was called true crime diary i don't know i've never i never read it but i think you know she was a writer yeah. yeah i think it was like true crime diaries or something like that um but she was married to Patton oswald who's a famous comedian um he was on king of queens one of the best shows of all time <laughs> in my opinion um it's so good i'm sorry that's a good one to binge if you haven't ever watched the king of queens what are you doing because annie's been watching um everybody loves raymond and i feel like those are like the same kind of and like i'll watch an episode here and there and i'm just like oh my god american sitcoms you know you gotta love them (laughs) so good still on still on um but so she got like sucked in to the golden state killer um, I mean, it was She's the one who song. came up with the like coined the name Golden State Killer because I think uh, once they realized he had like killed people across the whole state, they like you know she connected it, kind of helped with the naming of it. Yeah, she was ba- like they made it like cold case. They couldn't find this guy who was like a serial rapist and then a killer. They just couldn't find him, or you know they weren't the police departments weren't working together to say hey even though you're in a different county or whatever like let's share information like it just Mm -hmm. didn't happen in those days like well it was like the 70s and 80s yeah yeah so um you know she kind of was granted permission or whatever I don't even know how she got all those files but it was a cold case just like gained people's trust um you know, and like kind of showed that she eventually got she got a book deal, you know, so then now she's like 
a little bit more legitimate when reaching out to law enforcement to get information and like she's able to hire on researchers to like validate the information and help her um so i think you know that's into it she knows more than a lot of the the um guys who were kind of continuing on with the case like they were super impressed with how much she knew that yeah i guess that's how she acquired all these boxes and boxes and boxes of physical evidence um basically and she's trying to connect dots she's trying to write a book um and i mean yeah trying to live her life and i mean is it known do we say this big spoiler of it i don't know no i think it's known like i mean and i think it's okay to say she did write the book it's called i'll be gone in the dark but she didn't finish it because she died during it um but like it was finished by her her researchers and her husband and someone else, I think, you know, finished it. And like, I think if you read the book, you know, there's like, it mentions that. So, you know, like this is where her part ended. And then they used all her research and whatnot to complete the rest of it. Um, and like, I think email she had, um, you know, from that she had sent too. So a lot of it came from her anyways. They just put it, tied it all together. Yeah. But I mean, she became obsessed with this case. I mean, it, it was like her mission in life. And then not long after she died, um, they all holes and his team yep. with her help. I mean, I don't think they would have found her no, found I don't think without her. Yeah, I don't think so. So it's just like, it's pretty dark, um, obviously. And there's yeah. a lot of... Um, they kind of give like voice clips of some messages left and that's like Mm -hmm. really disturbing but um it's definitely a crazy just to see what I mean this wasn't her job like she was not an investigator whatever she but she was a writer and felt so compelled to dive into this case no matter what basically and try to figure out who this monster was. And she did it. Yeah. She like literally gave her life to this case yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yep. And so it's on HBO Max. Um, I got, I think last night the newest episode came on. I'm not up that. I think I'm on episode four. Me too. Um, yeah. I'm a little behind. Oh. Also. Yeah. So it's basically up to the part where you know that she dies so it's yeah. it's about her and it has time i mean she has voice notes and video recordings mm-hmm. of so many things so because you think how could they make a whole docu-series about mm-hmm. all that she has but she kept well, they talked to everybody who knew her you know too like her husband and her the people she worked with and yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's definitely enough there to keep it interesting and just wow it's it is quite the real life story that ends tragically um yeah. every way and, but now, now we're following the golden state killer case we just reported you know that mm-hmm. the um suspect joseph d'angelo uh, pled guilty to avoid the death penalty so yeah i mean thank all thanks to michelle mcnamara yeah well not all but you know she definitely yeah. like 
was a big part, I'd say. Yeah. She and I think I, any of the investigators would say so, too. Yeah. Uh, they would have to, I think. So that's what I've been watching. Um, and I know you've been into Marcella. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of dark, if you want to get dark, Marcella is dark. It is one of my fave type of shows, British crime drama, Netflix also. And it has three seasons. I'm finishing up the third season now. Um, I'd say it's about like a strong female character who is a police officer, detective, whatever, homicide detective in London. And like the first season's about like an old case that brings her back to work. Her husband's a complete dick. Well, if you watch it, let's talk because I like cannot okay. stand the guy. I got to. The second season is really dark. Well, you know, you can't watch it. That's what I was going to tell you. It's the second season is all about child murder and kidnapping oh, no. and a postpartum depression. So, jeez, oh, that's like the three real no-nos. Yikes. And then the third season, she, like, starts a new life. Um, oh, I don't know if that's a spoiler, but, well, I won't say anything more other than, like, she's starts a new life because she's undercover, um, working in Belfast now. She's moved to Ireland. Um, super undercover. And it's also very dark, but very focused on mental illness and, like, it's not like a secret she has these blackouts and she gets like violent and like doesn't know what happens when she has them so it's definitely something like engaging if you're looking for like something to suck you in you know and before you realize it you're like you've watched like three episodes kind of thing um I really liked the second season not like liked it but I was like super into it because it was so dark and like I there were some parts I could not watch like I was just straight up scared like a scary movie (laughs) so I will say that but um that's right up my alley though I do love that (laughs) shit I love it yeah check it out if you need something like to give you a good scare and to also I mean like you just it's kind of one of those like you want to root for the she's not like a great person but you kind of want to root for her um and then just feel sorry for her and like you know I don't know it's like yeah yeah it's like you kind of like and her character development is so crazy that you know you love her you hate her you know whatever really yeah mm-hmm. that's how shameless is the newest season you know that was on like actual cable is now on mm-hmm. Netflix. and i started watching it. i'm just like oh my god it's like you hate these people but you can't help but root for them right and it's an addicting thing in a show it is. Really, i mean it's really smart of the writers to do it like that because god it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Speaking of emotional roller coasters. Oh my gosh. Yes. Perfect segue. Okay. This week, you know, our last real episode for pop culture, I wanted to give an update on the ongoing drama surrounding Britney Spears conservatorship, um, you know, and the new free Britney movement. Hashtag free Britney. Um, I know we have a lot of Britney listeners who listen or like lovers who listen, so I'm always seeing Britney headlines, right? I would follow oh, her on Instagram. How could you <laughs> like, I don't ever put them all together, though, so I don't feel like I have, like, a real strong grasp about what's going on with, like, her life and her finances and who's in control right now because it was, like, her dad for a while, but then maybe it wasn't or she was trying to get out of it. I don't know. I feel like it's always back and forth. So I thought I would go through this timeline 
of recent years and everything about, you know, what's been going on with Britney Spears conservatorship and why this like free Britney movement has emerged recently in like recent weeks. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. it was, it was a thing, what, a year ago or so, I don't know. And now it's back. So what is happening? Because I too have not clicked beyond the headline. Exactly. And it did start, yeah, like 2019. So like a year ago. So I'll just read from this article and then we'll go through the timeline. Over the past year, the 37-year-old singer has been through personal turmoil more than a decade after she famously suffered a public breakdown. In January 2019, she canceled a planned Las Vegas residency following a health emergency by her father, Jamie Spears, who was given almost full control of her financial and medical affairs via a court conservatorship 12 years ago. In April of 2019, Brittany completed a month-long stint in a mental health treatment facility. For many years, Brittany, uh, fans of Brittany have called for the end of the conservatorship. So, okay, so her Vegas show is on hiatus. You know, she went to help her dad, um, and she kind of disappeared for a while. So let's take a look back. January 4th, 2019. Ah, oh, oh, 2019. Oh. <laughs> it's like a dream year. I know. Wow. Can't even remember what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So this is when she said she was going on an indefinite work hiatus, you know, canceling her residency in Vegas um, because she needed to help her dad, whose colon spontaneously ruptured. Um, Ouch. Yeah, so crazy. So a couple months later, March 4th, 2019, for reasons that remain unclear, Britney's co-conservator, Andrew Wallet, the guy's name is Wallet. He's like in charge of her money. That's funny. <laughs> that is the mistake. I'm sorry. If any money manager ever, like I was like on Craigslist, I need a money manager. And Why? someone named with the last name Wallet came yeah. up, I'd be like, no, sorry. Andrew safety deposit. <laughs> At your service. My God. So, okay, Andrew Wallet, her co-conservator, resigned from his position, leaving Jamie as the sole conservator in the equation. Oh, no. Um, yeah, the lawyer was responsible for Andrew. The lawyer was responsible for monitoring um, Brittany's financial assets because of his position was so important that he requested his resignation be accepted immediately so that they, you know, didn't have to interrupt any ongoing business activities. Um, so he's still like a lawyer today. He's just no longer connected with Britney Spears, but you know, that was just like, shows you how valuable a role he was and no one really knows why he was fired or left or whatever. I don't like the sounds of this. Okay. So then a month later, April 3rd, 2019, Britney emerged on social media with an Instagram post advocating for self care which is followed, um, which was swiftly followed by reports that she had entered a mental health facility, and a source told E News that Britney's father's health had been weighing on her and affecting her emotional well-being, and that oh. Britney decided to do this on her own so she could be allowed to rejuvenate and rest. Okay, I do remember this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think she was there for like a month, but it was like a facility that she could come and go from um, because just a few days later on April 19th or sorry, April 11th, 2019, 
she um, took a break from the wellness facility and went to LA um, to a salon for a root touch up. <laughs> and everyone ex- like said that she was fine. Uh, she was later seen with her boyfriend, um, Sam as as Gary, I think is how he's as Gary. <laughs> he's the hot guy. She, he's pretty hot. Um, <laughs> And yeah. so they were hanging out together, having like a low key Easter celebration and all, you know, everybody who saw her at like the salon and the restaurant and out in public said she seemed fine. Um, April 16th, 2019, the free Britney movement officially kicked off when the Britney's Graham hosts, um, I think it's a podcast called Britney's Graham and the hosts are Tess Barker and Barbara Gray revealed a voicemail that allegedly received um, an anonymous tip from a very credible source. And the tipster claimed to be a paralegal who formerly worked with an attorney connected to the conservatorship. So nobody knows if it's, you know, Andrew Wallet or not, but someone legally on the team of Brittany. And in this revealing voicemail said that Brittany is essentially being controlled by Jamie. So the voicemail part of it said, what is happening is disturbing to say the least. Basically, Brittany was in rehearsals for Domination, which was the Vegas show that was supposed to happen. It came to Jamie's attention that Brittany was not taking her medication as prescribed. She was missing a lot of doses and just full on not taking them. So they got her to the doctor and the doctor said, okay, if you don't want these medications, let's get you on a new one. She refused to take the new one. And Jamie said, either you take this medication or the show's off and I might, I'm pulling my support and you can't do it. Brittany did not follow Jamie's instructions. So he was true to his word, pulled the show. He verbatim said, blame it on my illness. Even claimed that Brittany did not willingly enter the wellness facility on her own. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to believe that. It's like, I, it's, that. it's so kind of like detailed and, you know, like I, no one doubted that his colon ruptured. Right. But like the fact that she had to like stop certain things to be there. Like, I didn't know that that was the, what had happened to him. I thought it was like oh, a long term illness, you know? Yeah. I, I thought it was something more short, short term too. But then it was like, okay, ever since then, like, she's just been, like, in this compound and she'll post, like, a picture yeah. of her in the same outfit that she posted from, like, two months ago. And you're like, is she being held captive? <laughs> like, what Yeah, I mean, really you happening? have to wonder with some of her posts. Like, I know she says she's really happy and, and maybe she is. I hope she is, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like, a few days later or, you know, with. Within this time that the voicemail was released and the Free Britney movement kicked off, Britney's mom, Lynn Spears, appeared to weigh in on the drama because she liked some social media posts supporting the Free Britney movement. Um, Yeah. So one tweet that she liked said, I really hope you are supporting Britney and trying to end her conservatorship. I really hope your alien ex-husband isn't keeping your daughter somewhere against her will. Um, And then she... Um, yeah, these were comments that were like, you know, in response to one of her posts, but yeah, savage, savage, exactly. So then we continue down April, 2019, which was like, uh, so much went on. Like, where was I when all this was happening? 
Um, so like speculation uh, is starting to grow, grow more people, like people gathered in West Hollywood to demand <laughs> action from lawmakers regarding, regarding Britney's ongoing uh, conservatorship. <laughs> like they're going to tell them anything. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Or like, what are they supposed to do? What are lawmakers supposed to do? I guess change right. the law and like, how conservatorships are handled, but I oh know my God. Like, we don't know all the ins and outs. Like, should she really be in charge? But right. like, if not, should it be her dad or, right, or somebody else? actually else? Like, so many questions. Yeah, I mean, it's she has the most loyal fans. I will say that if they like went out yeah. and started a protest, you know, in West Hollywood. Yeah, love that. <laughs> um, so then. The next day after the little gathering, um, she addressed rumors um, in an Instagram video. And she says, I wanted to say hi because things are being said that have just gone out of control. Wow. these There's rumors, death threats to my family and my team and just so many crazy things that are being said. I'm trying to take a moment for myself, but everything that's happening is just, just making it harder for me. Um, wow. There were also allegedly fake emails that were being circulated um, that were supposedly from Britney's account but she is saying in this video that Sam Lufty remember him from back yeah. in the day when she like shaved her head and was yeah. he was really trying to control her life she yeah. says that he is circulating these emails um, but he also says like no, I, I'm not. I haven't had anything to do with her in a long time. And this is just showing that, you know, um, the free Britney or like the Britney's camp is just, you know, um, trying to make me look bad because she's a grown woman, like capable of running her own life kind of thing. Right. Oh, God, this is so sad. Yeah. So then, you know, a couple days later, April 25th, like all this happens so much in April. Um the singer um, checked out of rehab, or sorry, not rehab, the wellness facility, and she was home and feeling stable, looking better, said she was a work in progress. Her father's health um, was better, you know, so that all helped with everything by that point. And she was just getting back into her old routine with her boyfriend, Sam. Um, he was looking out for her. Um, and then, you know, into May, Brittany's mom again, got involved and filed a request asking to be informed of all matters pertaining to Brittany and the conservatorship. Because remember, it was still just, just Jamie yeah. in charge this whole why time. Wouldn't she, why wouldn't she be involved in that way? Like, it seems like a no-brainer that the mother would also understand, at least at a basic level, like... Or have access her, to... Yeah. yeah something, like, legal yeah. documents. Something right. like that. Right, right. Because right. I don't think she really wants to, like, be too in charge. I think she just, like, wants to be involved and, like, yeah. have the same kind of, like, access. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, like, her, Brittany's team had been supportive of Lynn getting involved, too. So then on May 7th, 2019, Lynn and Jamie Lynn, her sister, flew out to Los An Angeles to find out, you know, what is really going on with Brittany. Um, and... They said that Lynn was extremely upset to see Brittany in the condition she is in and feels that she can't help her and that the singer's um, mom wants to know what's really going on so she can sleep at night. She's so anxious and worried about Brittany and she wants to see her get better, happy and healthy. Um, and so this, you know, continued to 
get worse because I don't, it didn't really say what happened. It just goes from that paragraph about her mom being really worried to saying that, um, in, on May 8th, 2019, Brittany was granted a temporary restraining order against Sam Lefty. Again. Right. I remember that. I remember that. I don't remember. Okay, so it, it says that I don't remember this, actually. I remember that, like, from back in the day. Um, so he allegedly sent threatening and harassing texts to her family. Um, and so he was ordered to stay 200 yards away from her, her parents, and her sons. And yeah. then, you know, so, like, Obviously, there was some kind of evidence that she could use to say that he had gotten in touch with her. Right. So I don't really believe that snake of a man. Um, no. Nope. Sorry, I'm just like skipping ahead because this is really long. <laughs> There's like so much that happened. I know it's crazy. Right. So then the most well, then like the biggest thing probably was, um, you know, her. And Kevin Federline, her ex-husband, and changing the portion of um, amount of time that she gets to have with her kids and her custody agreement. So fast forward to September 3rd, 2019, they reached a new agreement where he was awarded 70% of custody while she was awarded 30% mm-hmm. um, of custody. And after, like hours after that agreement was final, the news broke that Federline had filed a police report against Brittany's father over an alleged physical altercation that took place between their son, Jamie, or I'm sorry, Jamie, her father, and their eldest son, Sean. And um, Sean and Jaden were granted a restraining order against their grandfather. So nobody really knows what happened, but like Kevin Federline well, felt the need. And then didn't like the her son released like an Instagram live video yes. or something where he's like, my grandpa's a dickhead or something. Yes. like. Yeah. It's just like yeah. family, like the family dynamics. I can't even comprehend what's happening. But yeah. her friend seems like a nice guy, right? Yeah. Or- he does seem like a nice guy. And like, it does seem like he is looking out for her and, and caring for her and, and all that so um it seems like i don't know yeah they do i think so and so like after this custody agreement you know i definitely think that had an impact on things because um a couple months later september 9 2019 jamie spears was temporarily stepping down as britney's conservator according to documents um that were filed and britney's care manager jody montgomery was approved to fill in for jamie as the new conservator until January thir- um, 31st, 2020. Um, so she, this woman, Jody, has all the same powers that Jamie had. I don't know what a care manager is, but I'm thinking maybe someone who is looking out for Brittany and her um, health I and wellness. So, but are they ma- like making her take pills? I feel about that. I, like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like prescribed to her. I have no idea, you know, and like, we shouldn't know who cares. Why do we know what heads Brittany is or off, you know? Yeah. That's between she and her doctor. Yeah, it is. It's so true. Like why that is so wrong to even like, I don't feel like this helps anything at all. You know, like how all this information is out there, but I'm just going to, you know, read it to you guys. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just wrapping things up, you know, this was recently back in the news because her 
her brother, which I didn't even know Britney Spears had a brother, Brian Spears, who is her older brother and works with her, um, said in an interview that Britney did say she, you know, wishes the conservatorship would be lifted and that it's very frustrating to have, you know, someone in charge of your life um, like that. So, yeah, that's, you know, the latest. That's um, what her brother says. Nobody knows if that's really what Britney feels like. But it is sad. I mean, to have grown up in that spotlight, um, never had a normal life, right? And then probably does have, you know, a little bit of mental illness or whatever. Like, I don't know. But, like, some of that doesn't come on until later in life. And then grow up with mental illness under those pressures is so sad. And they have complete control over her life, like complete control. So, of course, of course, she's going to be upset about that. Who wouldn't be? You know, it's like, uh, can you imagine working with those Vegas shows and like not being able to control your own finances? Like she was out there every single night, sometimes twice (laughs) doing shows like back to back. That is like so physically draining, you know, and just like she's definitely a hard worker. No one's going to deny that. So she should have more control you know I feel like they're you know at what point do you start like giving the reins back a little bit maybe she doesn't need everything back but we can kind of test the waters see how she does you know on a temporary basis whatever getting better like at some point you have to like if if they are you know getting better if she's getting better but you know the whole report that her dad said she wasn't taking her medication I don't know you know obviously that sounds like it's part of the agreement but like she needs to have a say in her life, her medication, her, you know, everything. And it just really feels like they treat her like, you know, a teen girl still. And it's, you know. Well, I think that's where she, she is a woman. Yeah, <laughs> she is a woman. But I think that is where they're like, she mentally stopped like mm-hmm. at 15 or whatever, you know, and like, yeah. I don't know how all that works. And I just love her so much. <laughs> I just want her to be I happy. do too. I do. I love her Instagram. I love it. It brings me joy, you know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, you know, if I'm completely behind the free Britney movement, but, you know, I just want Britney to be happy. Bottom yeah. line. Same, 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 same. Just be happy, Britney. <laughs> wow, that was quite the timeline. So much happened. That was only within the past, like, a little over Two a year. Years. Yeah, like, a year and a half, basically. It was crazy. So, you know, so much can happen in time. And we are also out of time right now for this episode because that timeline was really longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Listen, this podcast went on way longer than I thought it was going to be. So 147 episodes. That's 147 a week. So much happened. <laughs> Almost three years. It's insane. It's crazy. So we're going to do just a little kind of ending episode. Something to kind of, you know, say farewell. Yeah. And thank you. And we love you. We'll do that next week. So send in anything you want. Voice note, um, message on Instagram, anything you want us to include. Um let us know because as you know, you guys own us and you'll continue to own us on our next podcast adventure. So whatever it may be. Yeah. God, we love you as always. We love you. And that is 
all the news that's fit to drink for the last time. We will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.